Welcome to Friday, everyone. The Lord be with you. Today our reading is from Acts chapter 26, verses 1 to 20. Paul has been on trial and he now appears before uh, Agrippa uh, to stand his case. Acts chapter 26, beginning at the first verse. Then Agrippa said to Paul, you have permission to speak for yourself. So Paul motioned with his hand and began his defence. King Agrippa, I consider myself fortunate to stand before you today as I make my defence against all the accusations of the Jews, and especially so because you are well acquainted with all the Jewish customs and controversies. Therefore, I beg you to listen to me patiently. The Jewish people all know the way I have lived ever since I was a child, from the beginning of my life in my own country and also in Jerusalem. They have known me for a long time and can testify, if they are willing, that I conformed to the strictest sect of our religion, living as a Pharisee. And now it is because of my hope in what God has promised our ancestors that I am on trial today. This is the promise our twelve tribes are hoping to see fulfilled as they earnestly serve God day and night. King Agrippa, it is because of this hope that these Jews are accusing me. Why should any of you consider it incredible that God raises the dead? I too was convinced that I ought to do all that was possible to oppose the name of Jesus of Nazareth. And that is just what I did in Jerusalem. On the authority of the chief priests, I put many of the Lord's people in prison. And when they were put to death, I cast my vote against them. Many a time I went from one synagogue to another to have them punished. And I tried to force them to blaspheme. I was so obsessed with persecuting them that I even hunted them down in foreign cities. On one of these journeys, I was going to Damascus with the authority and commission of the chief priests. About noon, King Agrippa, as I was on the road, I saw a light from heaven, brighter than the sun, blazing around me and my companions. We all fell to the ground and I heard a voice saying to me in Aramaic, Saul, Saul. Why do you persecute me? It is hard for you to kick against the goads. Then I asked, Who are you, Lord? I am Jesus, whom you are persecuting, the Lord replied. Now get up and stand on your feet. I have appeared to you to appoint you as a servant and as a witness of what you have seen and will see of me. I will rescue you from your own people and from the Gentiles. I am sending you to them to open their eyes and turn them from darkness to light and from the power of Satan to God so that they may receive forgiveness of sins and a place among those who are sanctified by faith in me. So then, King Agrippa, I was not disobedient to the vision from heaven, first to those in Damascus, then to those in Jerusalem and in all Judea, and then to the Gentiles. I preached that they should repent and turn to God and demonstrate their repentance by their deeds. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God.
Well, Daphne Plough's reflection today is entitled Get Up and Stand on Your Feet. And she says, when I was a child, I enjoyed going with my father to the prayer services that took place every Thursday at the Mission Chapel in the port area of Buenos Aires. But it wasn't the prayers that attracted me or the other children that attended these services. Prayers at that time were long and wordy, full of rhetoric. It was the testifying just before the prayers which truly fascinated me. We sat in awe, listening to all those men and women telling the congregation about their past lives, full of hazards, wrongdoings, lies, deceits, struggles with alcohol, even prison, and their encounter with the love of Jesus that changed them forever. Paul's testifying before King Agrippa was not different. He too described changing his life forever after the vision on the way to Damascus. There he heard the call, get up and stand on your feet. And he accepted the challenge of becoming a witness of God's power and grace. The early church so cherished Paul's testifying that we can almost feel it has been transcribed word by word for the nourishment and blessing of the new believers, their communities and those to come. Men and women who testified at the mission chapel repeated Paul's words, someone told me to get up and stand on my feet. Was it a preacher? Other faithful people? People who at some point cared for them? By the grace of God, the stories of their new lives nurtured others and helped them to grow. They too were able to witness the wonders of Jesus' love to those at the borders like the marginalised in the port area. Get up and stand on your feet. So for further thought, um, she says, how many times is Paul's conversion told in the New Testament? Now that's a, that's a question indeed. I couldn't tell you, but I know Paul talks about it and again and again. Uh, in his letters and obviously through the the book of acts we hear about paul's com we read about paul's conversion we hear him telling others so um there must be a considerable amount of uh, telling of paul's conversion in the new testament and how does his experience still challenge us today so how many times is Paul's conversion told in the New Testament and how does his experience uh, from his uh, conversion still challenge us today? Let us pray. Keep us aware, dear Jesus, and ready to tell others about your gospel of care, justice and love for those who seem to be invisible or unwanted in our selfish world. Amen. Lord, we thank you for those get up and stand on your feet moments when we have heard the good news of your transforming powers and responded to your call. May we always be willing to share what you have done for us when the opportunities arise. Give us the words to say and give us your eyes, your vision.
to meet the needs of those around us. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. And today in our parish prayers, we are praying for our country and the world. Lord, we are still in the midst of this pandemic and it is hard not to feel anxious and fearful for the future. What will become of our country, the economy? How many more will become unemployed? How many more businesses will fold? What will be the impact on our world? So many questions. But Lord, you know the answers. We ask that you will help us to leave our concerns with you and deal with the necessities of each day, one day at a time. Help us remember the God whom we serve is faithful and his promises never fail. Watch over our country and the world you created, Lord. May humanity pull together and work together to see each other through these difficult days. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. And we pray for those who live and work on Villa Street, Wakefield Road, Walker Lane, Wallace Street, Washer Lane, Water Street and Watson Bridge. May your presence be felt in those places. And Lord, maybe there are those sitting in their homes right now who may be open to experience a Damascus Road situation. Lord, I pray that if that is so, that you would work and that you would transform lives, even as we pray right now. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. And we say together, our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power and the glory are yours now and forever. Amen. So as we step out into this day, let us go forth with the strength of the Holy Spirit. Let us love with the grace of Jesus Christ. And let us rejoice in the steadfast, unchanging, unfailing love of God. And the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit be with you and remain with you always. Amen. Amen. So have a lovely day, everyone, and I will see you tomorrow. Take care till then. Bye now.